What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? With your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with Rob Rawson. He's a qualified medical doctor who also has significant success with online businesses. He founded The Time Doctor, which is an eight-figure software business with 130 full-time staff and also running remote, a conference about remote work. Wow, that's uh, timely for, for, for what was going on over the last few years. Rob, welcome to the show, man. I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, should I call you Doc? Or doctor? Yeah, you can call me doc. Yeah, doc. Okay. Whatever you like. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I want to give you respect for your your uh, earning the, your degrees and going through all you had to do to become a doctor. So let's talk about the first thing we always talk about today on the show. Rob, what are you made of? I'm made of great determination and love. You know, like behind it all is love and 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 that connection that I want it, that I'm creating. Now, I love that. And that's a lot of things that you needed as you just went through the pandemic, especially over down under. Things were a little different there than they were in the United States. And I'd love to touch on that a little bit. But what kind of uh, medical, uh, I mean, uh, uh, medicine did you practice or do you practice? I actually practiced for a few years. I was just in hospitals and it was like a really interesting experience. But I was always entrepreneurial even during medicine. So I was starting lots of businesses and different ideas. And so I kind of got diverted in that business theme. And so now I'm really just in business, but I do want to uh, actually have a medical business. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about medical areas, uh, yeah. but at the moment, it's just a software business. So I'm not really in medicine at all now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, do you think it has something to do with wanting variety on a daily basis instead of the same thing every day, even though you had maybe had yeah. different patients, but do you feel that? Yeah, that's part of it. And, and part of it, actually, I did want to work around the world, like I wanted to travel and work. And that's a little harder with uh, being in medicine, but also controlling your own destiny and just being able to work and create your own business. I, I really love that concept of creating your own thing. Were you conflicted after going through medical school and receiving your doctorate and PhD? No, it's a doctorate, right? Your your uh, yeah, MD, your MD. Medical um, MD. What, what, did yeah. you have a conflict like after you went through all that to be like, oh man, I don't really want to do this anymore? Like, did you? How did that go down? It wasn't that I just didn't want to do it. It was more that I was really determined to succeed in business, and I'd had that desire for quite a long time, and so that really led in different directions, and it led to like it was hard to imagine what the medical business would be. So it didn't end up being medical at all. It ended up being more like internet businesses. So it wasn't really, I know a lot of doctors actually complain about medicine, but I, I, I think it's a great profession. There's nothing, it's amazing. It's amazing, but you really got to devote your life to it. You can't be like half a doctor, you know, half yeah, the yeah. time because you're not really fully putting your full energy. And so you're not serving your patients the best you can. If you decided, if you changed your mind, what would you have to do to go back to being able to practice? I have to go pretty much to the beginning. 
because of the length of time that I've been away. So it's gotcha. It's it's be pretty hard. Okay. Okay. And you, I'm sure you keep, you maintain some of that knowledge in case you run into a situation. <laughs> but so yeah. so then then how did you get into tech and software? What's the story behind that? It was something I was just exploring. I was researching all of this stuff online, and then I ended up doing some uh, affiliate business. So I was in my parents' house at the time, and I was doing various affiliate businesses, SEO. And my friend came over and because I was getting checks, right? And in Australia, you get these checks from the US and they're quite hard to deposit because they're like US dollar check. And like, how do I deposit this in in Australia? And I had this thick pile of checks and he's looking at it. It's like, oh, thousand dollars like five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars like what is this so so he was like really shocked and i was doing this i was a medical doctor but um i was also living in my parents house in in the in my bedroom and he was just like really shocked that i was doing this and so that's how it kind of started and what was the key to being a good affiliate marketer what was that like was it good knowing google seo or what was your what was your keys to success with that i felt like it was easier at that time. And I just didn't need to, I don't know that it felt that hard. I was, I was always trying to get someone else to do the actual work. Like I was actually outsourcing things. Um, I, I was getting university students to do websites. Like I, I did a satellite TV site and it's quite funny because I had no idea what satellite TV was because in Australia, we don't have satellite TV. Right. We just have like the normal, at that time, I don't think we even had cable TV. We, we just had like normal free to air TV. Yeah. But I was advertising and I had this website all about satellite TV. And this is the great digital network and direct TV. And this is all about it. And I got someone to write that site. I got someone to put it up. I didn't know how to create websites, but I literally read online how to do this. And then I did it and it made money. Like I was making like a hundred grand a year, just this one website. So I don't know that it's that easy now, but I, right. I think that just the, the idea of just going, well, let's just try it and let's try lots of things because I would have tried probably 20 other things that didn't work like that. And then just really that determination to just keep going and trying lots of different things. And eventually one thing was working. And how did you pick your products? Did you, it was just trial and error or did you pick them by thinking? Uh, like high commissions, just- high affiliate commissions. Yeah. And at the time, something that had really good commissions, there was, and it seemed like it was a fairly popular product. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then when did that all, when did it all come, come to an end kind of, when did you start seeing the tail it's, off? It's not a great business strategy, right? Because you're not creating any long-term value. You're not creating a brand. You're just trying to hack into Google like, by getting people to come to your site. And then after they come to your site, they, they click on a link. So you're not adding a whole lot of value in the world. And because of that, and you're not creating a long-term brand, you're not doing any of that. So that's why it sort of started to go down and that competition. And and I, I guess I wasn't doing it to the degree that I'd need to. The level of information in that site wasn't good enough for Google. So like there are other sites that were better, that had better information. So because I was probably one of the first, maybe I was successful in the beginning. I did a few things right, but I didn't do enough right to, to make it sustainable and long-term to make an actual publishing site where it could be like the best site on this topic. Gotcha. And then when you started thinking about like, look, I need to build an asset, right? And then create some kind yeah. of valuation. 
what was that like? And what was your first venture into doing something like that to create something that had some value? And that was really actually my current business time doctor that I, I had a team in the Philippines at that time. So I ended up going to the Philippines, founded this amazing talent over there. And I had like a whole team of 40 people doing this SEO and affiliate stuff. But then I had them in an office and the office was hugely expensive and I wasn't doing as well. I thought, you know, I don't want to go to the Philippines anymore. I'm sick of the Philippines. I, it's hot and I just, I just want to travel to other places. So I ended up shutting down the office. But then I created the software for myself to kind of have that, some accountability, tracking time, attendance, and, and to understand what's going on in the team. So that's, that's how I created it for myself initially. And then I thought, well, I could create a product out of that. So I did try various other products over the years, but this is the one that has really hit and has been the one that's successful over a long period. So tell us about the time, Doctor. You know, give us an overview. And then I have some questions about uh, building the software company and what you went through. Yeah, well, it, it was that initial need of having a team that was offshore and that you weren't with them. And, and so similar to people that were hiring on Upwork, right? you, you weren't necessarily looking to go directly with Upwork. Sometimes Upwork costs up to, up to 20% of the fees of the people that you've got on there. So I was, I was looking at how to do that. And so that's, that's how I created it. And then built out from there and to larger and larger teams. So now we've got enterprises on there that have similar needs as well. And then we had to build up the capability in my team over the years. So we went also very, very global. So it's something that's really interesting is that I realized, well, if I'm going to hire in the Philippines in this one city, well, maybe I could hire in any city, but then maybe I could just hire in any, any country in Asia or any country in the world. And then I found these different levels of talent in different countries. So looking for people that are great at sales or people that are great at management. And that could be in, you know, I have most of my management teams in the US, Australia. And that's just because there's more experience there than people, more, more people that have the right skills to do that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been building that capacity of, over the years. And, and I find that exciting as well. And so when you started building Time Doctor, you had an idea. And what did you do? Did you look out for a software development company to help you? Or how did that go down? Um, yeah, it was really hard in the beginning. I just had no idea. I was going through all of these websites because I was not a developer. I was going through all of these websites. I was trying multiple times, right? So I the first... First time, I think it was, again, something on Upwork that was some person in uh, Palestine, I think it was, and they had no idea and didn't succeed. And then I, then I got another team that was in India and they didn't succeed. So about the third or fourth try, I found someone who was actually able to do it and had the skills and I just they, they were able to create the first version of it, which seemed to work. And then I just hired my team from there, you know, like I, I hired other people and I also built up a really good SEO base of information online. I created a community of people that were interested in remote work and, you know, in looking for this kind of tool. So it sort of built and then created momentum from there and then people referring other people. So that's how it all built up. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. 
Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah. So how much money did it like take for you to really start before you found the third company? Like how much money do you think? Yeah. I don't want to say wasted because it was F- it was obviously an investment. You had to do what you had to do to get to where you were. Yeah. But how much how much money at that time do you think roughly? It doesn't be exact, but like Yeah, well, I think a software business does take money if you're not a developer. If you're a developer, you can build it yourself, right? Obviously. But if you're not a developer and nowadays I think you need a minimum, if you're being really frugal of, of probably a million dollars. And that, that's basically what I spent was about a million dollars in total. It sounds like a lot, a lot of it was wasted, to be honest, because you, <laughs> you end up doing stuff that you, you probably shouldn't have done. But, you know, how do you know that it's going to be wasted? Like, it's hard for you to have that. Foresight. Yeah, you have a dream, you had a vision and you were committed to it. And it's like, you got to yeah. figure it out. And then you get to a point too, where you go and you're pot committed, so to speak. If you play poker, there's a term called pot committed. You got so much in the pot that you just don't, you can't back out now, right? So uh, the reason I asked that, we're working on a project right now called Project 10K, which is building, scaling, and selling 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. And Mm -hmm. the reason this was formed in the first place is because my partner had this vision after he went through a tech development software uh, nightmare where he spent 700 some thousand dollars or more million maybe, yeah. and I had to scrap it and start over again. And he just yeah, didn't feel yeah. safe. And uh, he wanted to create a situation where people have tech ideas and they could yeah. come to somebody that had infrastructure that was trusted. They would co-found together once the idea is validated. And that way yeah. their, mission, their vision and their mission were, were aligned and they can move yeah. forward together. So no, that's why I asked that question. So then right when you're, you, you mentioned this already, the go-to-market strategy. So when you had it going on and you had the idea and you had your first your first uh, you know, product, MVP, whatever you want to call it. Then you took it there and you just started creating communities. Is that basically the go-to-market strategy that you went through? Yeah, SEO, where we had a lot of content online and we created, gave it away for free in the beginning, actually. And then we converted it to a paid product. It was a good timing, I think, was part of it. But then we just we were constantly thinking of what else we could do, whether it was it's like paid marketing didn't work very well for us. So it was really more referrals and SEO that was the strategy that got us there. And when did you launch? A while ago, like 2012 was the paid launch. Gotcha. First, yeah. Gotcha. 2012. And then how long did it take you to really get traction? Uh, We had some traction the first year, but to actually make profits, that took, and it was only until about two to three years ago that we started to make good profits. So the company is on a different level and that's being frugal, right? The whole yeah. way we've been, yeah. we've had the most efficient team that we can. Now we're a little bit less frugal because we got more money and we, we really ballooned during the pandemic. We, we went up a lot. And so we had more availability capital to try and hire great talent. But yeah, it was being super efficient was, was part of it. So, and then um, did you, did you raise capital? No, we never did. So the, never the million did. dollars that I'm talking about, quite a bit of it, which was probably wasted. So maybe we'll talk like half a million dollars was actual development money. A lot of that was spent on the development as well as, you know, in the beginning, I had no salary. My partner yep. in, who's in Canada, he had no salary for two, three years. So that million dollars doesn't include that. Um, but yeah, let's say half a million dollars development, half a million dollars wasted on various things that we probably shouldn't have done. And then if you want to add to that, my salary and my co-founder's salary, that it would be more than that. 
But yeah, I yeah. do think it depends on the type of business you're building, right? If you're doing a services business or an agency, you really shouldn't require any money. You should be able to just like sell as your first step. And then after you've sold something, then you, you know, you get the resources you need to actually deliver on it. A software is different. I think software is the most expensive thing to start, especially in today's environment. But other businesses would, shouldn't need as much money. It depends on your business. Yeah. And so that, that long period of time, as you were going through this, you know, you mentioned what you were made of, and I can see why you said that now, but part of it is like, did, like, did you have any periods of time where you're like, this is just not going to gain traction. It's just not going to work. And then you have to talk yourself out of that and get back on track again. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, the most scary periods is when the website goes down and then I'm not technical and I'm relying on people across the world in some cases that I never even met. So these people that I just haven't met in person and then I'm relying on them to to build the product for me and to get the server back up running and then I'm freaking out because the whole thing is because you know customers are not going to stay with you very long if if your service doesn't work. So yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And so to go that that long and and really have like confidence that you're going to continue on until this clicks, right? Like you have how many companies I think I saw on the website like how many companies using this now? How many people? 140,000? Over, over 9,000. 9,000. What's 9, joined over 140,000? What's the 140,000 Time Doctor users? Is that from everybody, including the police? more than 200,000 actually um, employees that are using, like individual wow. people that are actually using it. Wow, man. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And did you think it was going to take as long as it did to really get to where you are today? Or did you have like... Did you, do you think you could do it faster and then you realize shit, this takes a little longer? <laughs> I'm not sure I was thinking about the length of time, but definitely I had goals that seemed like really crazy at the time. Uh, I mean, being a 10-figure being a SaaS business and being profitable and it was sort of out of reach. Like we had a goal to have 200,000 paid users of the app, which we have achieved. And a few years ago, like even five years ago, that seemed like, wow, how are we going to do that? That's crazy. Yeah. Like our goal right now is a million paid users of the app. And that also is, oh, geez, that's Yeah, but that's five, 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 five X, five X. Yeah, five X. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that easy to five X. No, it's, <laughs> but it, yeah. It, it, yeah, but it's not easy that, but I think that's going to be easier than the first 200,000. I'd say you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, man. Let's go. Hey, you got this. <laughs> so I, I can tell you, like, because I have two tech startups right now. One launched already. I sold just over a hundred thousand in revenue in the first two weeks prior to it being developed all the way. Right. I went out and pre-sold it. And so yeah. I wanted because I'm a sales guy and I'm business. Like I mm. had to, I couldn't just sit there and wait for development. So I'm out there doing phone calls, you know, generating revenue. Yeah. And then now we're in a situation, you know, I have a goal of 15 million users. 15 million users is crazy, right? Like to think that, wow. but, but, I, but for what we're doing, it makes sense. And I have no clue how the hell we're going to get there. I have no clue like how long it's going to take. Like, just like you're saying, and I think that the audience to hear this, I think it's important for them to hear this from us is that we just do every, like we go every day, we have a plan and correct me if I'm wrong. And you just do the best you can every single day and let the, yeah. there be a compounding effect. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I I have done is I just think at the beginning of the day, I've got this list of what are the top five things I'm going to do. And some of those are going to be what's going to drive revenue. What am I going to, what's going to make growth? Like if I'm, if it's just doing my tax return, no, forget about it. Just put it on the, like I can do that some other time. I've got it today. I'm going to do something that drives revenue. 
Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now, do you have any interest in another tech company? Is it have the or have you gotten involved with any other development of another company or? I started a bunch of things that didn't quite make it. Like I started a really a competitor to WhatsApp, which is which is a crazy ambitious idea. Still, I think a reasonable idea. What I the idea that I had, but it was too ambitious. Not necessarily too ambitious, but I think you need to have quite a bit of funding to do that and, and you need to yeah. approach it a lot more aggressively than I did. Yeah. Or an audience to present it to that, that's a big, yes. big audience that you already have somewhere. Right. So that, yeah, 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 I get it. And then how about the future? Are you still thinking about doing other companies? I'm really interested in lots of stuff. Like I'm interested in life extension. It's kind of health and health and wellness, lots of things around that. I'm also just continue with my business. I, I like to, to go to new levels, like trying to get the management team in a place where, you know, I don't even necessarily need to be there, you know, because I've got such a great management team. So lots of challenges, as long as I'm not doing the same thing every day, I do get bored. From doing yeah. The same thing. yeah. What about exit? I mean, I can look at it. It's uh, not the greatest environment right now, but it's, it's not, it's not on the immediate horizons. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, look, I, I want to thank you, Rob, for being here. Where people can find Time Doctor is timedoctor.com. Timedoctor.com. Go check it out. It's, it's a really cool platform. And I'm sure some of you listeners can definitely benefit from it if you haven't already used it. But, uh, and then also go check out Rob Ross. And Rob, where's the best place for them to check you out? Are you Yeah. I mean, I, I just let them know also about my book that we're coming oh, yeah. out with on running remote. It's like a book uh, that is all about remote work and how to how to be effective in, in a remote work uh, team. So it's called Running Remote. Um, you can see that on Amazon. Yeah. Is it out now? Yeah. It's out in August 2022. August. Okay. Coming out. So by the time this, uh, this uh, episode comes out, probably the book will be out. Uh, so go, go, to, go get the book, Running Remote. That's definitely something that we need to pay attention to, guys, because you know, after the pandemic, a lot of people aren't going back to the office. And so businesses have to figure this out going forward full-time. I've already figured it out. We were already kind of remote before the pandemic. So we figured out how to build culture and all that. But I'm, I'm interested in reading this book and picking up some more things because I'm a lifetime learner, Rob. So, uh, but I want to thank you for being here, man. Appreciate your time. And uh, you know, if there's anything I can ever do for you, definitely let's work on this relationship because uh, we're running in some similar, uh, definitely some similar uh, categories here. And I, I just want to make sure that I can be of assistance to you any way possible. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you all for listening to the What Are You Made Up podcast. If you like this, give us a rating. Go subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. And if you like to watch these and you want to look at our handsome faces, YouTube, Mike C. Rock, go check it out. And you can watch this podcast live. And just look, guys, just keep going. Keep supporting us. We really appreciate everything you do. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike croc.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.